in like spinning bird kick are you guys not familiar chun li's special move oh no i was thinking of the hunting hawk from heihachi sorry Uh, i don't believe women should fight i don't believe women (laughs) i don't believe women (laughs) don't believe her i want a shirt that says that yeah don't believe her lies then it's harvey weinstein instead of the guy from memento (laughs) (laughs) that's the cold open right there Well, well, well. Here we are again. Uh, tell you right now, folks. Genuine content warning. We are going to be talking about deaths. More importantly, or more specifically, rather, medical assistance in dying. Which I know is kind of like a whiplash from whatever the cold open was to now. But I felt that would be remiss if I did not issue that content warning. It won't be the entirety of the show. But it will be kind of one of the central focuses. Here at LCS, we, we give you a whole emotional cornucopia. Uh, you get a funny joke about whatever dumb bullshit we just said. Uh, mm-hmm. And you also get the hard and fast facts. Uh, well, although we're, we're, I'm trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, I actually uh, requested that we all come uh, dress. We're talking about medical assistance, uh, medical assistance in dying or maid. Uh, so we're all wearing our own French maid outfits uh, that we made ourselves. Uh, Chance, mm-hmm. do you want to like walk us through what you're wearing right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so what I did is, if you Google maid um, and hit images, you will see exactly the attire that I picked up. Um, which is a lovely apron, um, some thigh high socks, right, <laughs> and um, some some like bunny ears. Okay, do all right. Cool. So you're going cool. with more of a an anime inspired take on the classic French. Movie. Yeah, I'm kind of like a sex slave type of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kinda. Yeah, you're kind of like that. Definitely. Is kind that what the word is? Yeah. Sex yeah. Slaves. If I if I had one phrase for chance, it would be kinda a sex slave. Yeah, that's what I would say for sure. Yeah, like a like a little like a little like, bit. Yeah, of one. just like a sex slave ish. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- chance was victimized. They put a a zip tie on the handle of his car door and then he woke up with bunny ears and a maid outfit. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i don't know what about you guys what's your fits dean what are you wearing i feel like uh, you're you're our leader on this one yeah what what am i wearing indeed what am i not wearing i i'm not gonna Whoa. be honest i i went a little overboard i was really really excited by this idea so i bought 50 made outfits off of Amazon mm. of increasing sizes and I'm wearing all of them at the same time. So I look like I look a little weezer. unshapely. Uh I I look uh you know sort of uh doughy, but it's like one of those 50 layers YouTube videos. I am telling like yeah. in 2 years Parking this is like this is going to be like haute couture for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh big boned. You just yeah. tell people <laughs> exactly. you're big boned. <laughs> that, that's my new line, <laughs> my new fashion line. Yeah, my son's not fat. He just wears 50 t-shirts. Yeah, I was, I was just trying to talk about how big my dick is, but no one really got it. <laughs> that's true. And that's the next big thing. Like People don't realize that what, what men want most in French maid outfits is that you can see the edge of your penis at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing... Just like the very, like, just like a millimeter just sticking out the bottom. Yeah. yeah Chances I forgot- dress like Mikaru from Adventures of Haruhi Suzumi. Yeah, that's right. I, that's a 2006 reference for you. Fine folks. I, I forgot to tell you guys that my maid outfit is also made out of uh, like sweatpant material and oh, it's all man. in gray. That so, actually sounds super comfortable. Yeah. You can you nice. can see my whole thing. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Uh, so when I heard maid, I thought immediately because I watched Goodfellas a lot. Okay, made man. So I'm wearing um, very nice yeah. three-piece suit. And then, you know, I'm getting in the car with all of my best buddies. And I'm excited. I'm sticking my head out the window. I'm getting the wind on my mouth and tongue because I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get made. 
And, and I'm like, wow, we're going all the way up to the cornfield for this? I know that's casino, but still. Just, they're like, yeah, 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 I can't wait. And then I, I got there, and uh, they said, you're going to be a made man. And I said, yeah, more like a laid man. And then I said, hey, you hear that, T? He said, you're going to be a made man. And I said, more like a laid man. And then a very fat Italian man laughed. And then, yes. They did put a bullet in the back of my brain. Yeah. That, yeah, well, you know. You win I just you imagined, did, so. as you're saying that, I just imagined uh, replacing the child in the movie Hereditary, but with Jesse. And <laughs> the whole time. Which one? The, the kid like, who gets, that gets his decapitated? Head, that gets completely decapitated. Uh, yeah, but like, sister? it's just Jesse with his tongue out the window like a dog. <laughs> no, nah, but I train my neck, so I, I actually take the telephone pole and I smash through it and it just puts the line down. He's holding onto it with his teeth. Yeah, that's the tragedy <laughs> is that nobody can make a phone call in this movie. <laughs> oh no, there's a demon. <laughs> nah, that call never goes through. That kid really did get what they deserve. You should have, A, yeah. first off, yeah. not been allergic to nuts. That's also, weak evolution. Like, stupid. Be Don't a party crash. kid, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I would have I felt worse if the kid looked better. But Yeah, yeah. true, true. No, the kid looked like the, the ugly guy from Stranger Things a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would have uh, I would have felt better if the kid was um, was a dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! It was a, yeah, it was a guy. That's another thing. Uh, our, our dear co- uh, compatriot, uh, Megan, uh, refused Got hereditary. to uh, wear a maid outfit. <laughs> Uh, mostly because I am wearing all 50 of the ones that I bought, so there mm-hmm. wasn't any left for her. But uh, as such, uh, she will not be joining us today. But uh, fret not. Um, y- are you folks ready to, to dive into the meat of this here? Yeah, I'm I ready to say, die. I was fretting, but you really reassured me there, so thank you. Yeah, no sweat. I do not fret. Uh, so, maid, uh, as you... What may- is it good for? Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm Some things. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, 2016, uh, Canada decides. Uh, do you know what we need to? We there needs to be fewer of us, uh, mm-hmm. and legalizes medli- medically assisted dying. Um, and then all of the provinces, you know, scatter to the four winds to try to figure out how they're going to do it in their own borders. Um, yeah. So where are we today? Uh, as of uh, the latest polling, I'm getting these numbers from CTV News. Uh, there are just over 10,000 deaths attributed to uh, made last year in Canada, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 32% increase from 2020. Fair, fair. They're really getting the ball rolling now. Mm-hmm. Getting the ball rolling. Uh, that accounts for, uh, and I was astonished by this number, 3.3% of all deaths in Canada were assisted deaths last wow. year. That I actually didn't know it was that high of a proportional rate. That's interesting. That's, yeah. that's kind of nice. Uh but uh, apparently, uh, according to uh, some other studies I was looking at, uh, the average for the European countries that have medically assisted dying is around four per five, f- four to five percent of all deaths. So we're still yeah. below that average, uh, and that uh, massive thirty-three percent increase compared to last year is probably us reaching that four mm-hmm. to five percent range. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now. Uh- Made, I just want to quickly talk about kind of the history of this because 2016, very recent in the grand scheme of things, and mm-hmm. that ruling in 2016 actually came after almost 30 years of work from activists who have been stating that, you know, people that are living with kind of terminable, incurable, long-term, either chronic pain or like terminal illnesses should have an option to choose whether or not they want to continue living in, let's be honest, suffering, or if they do want to have the option to die with medical aid. And one of the the biggest cases in Canada and really in North America writ large was actually a woman in British Columbia in 1992-93 named Sue Rodriguez. So just very, very briefly, in 1992, she gets diagnosed with ALS, degenerative Mm -hmm. muscular neuro disease, incurable, still as of 2022, no cure ever come for it. So she was essentially like, okay, I have maybe a year to live. So she started petitioning the Supreme Court of BC to essentially strike down a section of the criminal code that said, 
you know, basically any physician that participates in assisted suicide could be held, you know, criminally responsible. So for her, she's like, look, I'm going to die. I have like a year left. I don't want to live in this unbelievable crippling pain. I don't want to degenerate and watch my kid. Let's let my kids see me just watch and like fade away. So she challenges the Supreme Court of British Columbia. It gets struck down, but this case would become honestly like the precedent and the foundation for continued efforts in British Columbia, which is where it was kind of decriminalized and legalized first to actually march towards giving provinces greater control over medical assistance and dying. So Sue Rodriguez, a really sad story, uh, but a woman who continued her fight literally all the way until she died. And for the proponents of medical assistance in dying, obviously, you know, her case is an important one. Obviously, it's still a very controversial issue, but it is worth mentioning kind of the context as to why what has happened has happened and the very distinctly Canadian bend to it. Yeah, and that that's still reflected today uh, with uh, British Columbia having the highest rates of made of yes. any province or territory. Interesting. Okay, I was going to ask mm-hmm. if that was the case because obviously it was kind of ground zero for this where it was the first case that received any kind of national attention. Certainly in the 1990s, this concept of medical assistance and dying was not a very commonplace thing. And her case did a lot to kind of broadly uh, publicize that and enter that into the national discourse. Yeah. Uh, So just some more uh, hard data facts before uh, we look into some more articles here. Um, Slightly more men than women uh, received made, uh, 52% versus 47. Uh, Average age was 76.3 years. Uh, The majority of those who received made had cancer. Uh, The next uh, most common uh, ailment was heart disease or stroke. Uh, followed by chronic lung disease uh, and then neurological conditions like ALS. Uh, Just over 2% of these assisted deaths were offered to the new group of patients. This is the thing that uh, everyone's been talking about a lot. This is a big Uh, one. As of last year, uh, you now no longer need to be dying of the chronic, chronic illness that you cite when you apply for MAID. So you don't have to be on death's door to apply to for assisted suicide. Yes, and I will say there have been other amendments that said it wasn't just terminal. It could also just be somebody living with incurable chronic pain. But yes. they had stressed prior to that that it had to be a physical condition. The pain had to be physical in nature. It was a very important distinction that was drawn. And as you mentioned, Dean, last year in 2021, there was an amendment to essentially this medical assistance and dying legislation that said, hey, now they've added in essentially a, another level for individuals who have chronic kind of like mental health issues that are deemed incurable and are having a profound negative impact on their lives, which could be things such as schizophrenia. It could be like schizophrenia is the big one that I've seen where it's like, this is incurable. There's people that are facing, you know, either lifetimes in mental health hospitals or just you can make a pretty clear argument that their lives are being so negatively impacted by this that if they can provide informed consent, they do have the decision to uh, apply for medical assistance in dying. But as I'm sure you're going to talk about informed consent when an individual is in a state of extreme mental illness is a very kind of sticky and difficult thing to assess and judge. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say too, I think that's where a lot of these conversations come from is introducing that layer of it. Um, because as we know, and as a lot of other people know, um, you know, mental health, but even also like things like chronic pain aren't necessarily something that can be um, like a lot of people don't believe or don't quantify those diagnoses as much as something like a genetic disorder Mm -hmm. where it's something very tangible, right? Where it's like, there is this thing wrong and like, you know, there, there's no cure or what have you, something like ALS. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas other things like, like some chronic pain is undiagnosable. 
right? Yep. Like we don't know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes half the population genuinely still either believing that they're lying, right? Because that's a thing still. Or they're saying like, oh, well, we just don't know yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there could be a cure. We just don't understand it yet. So like we should give it time. And then there's the other half that's like, we'll probably never find it. But it is it, it is a thing. It's a very real thing that affects people, right? Oh, yeah. It's Chronic just pain it's, is it's endemic. Yeah. It's 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 it becomes a less of an objective judgment by the doctor and much more of a subjective judgment by the doctors. And, and that's where a lot of this controversy comes from. And to like underscore your point about chronic pain being something that is pretty prevalent in the population and hard to treat. If you want proof of that, just look at the overprescription of pain medications that were used mm-hmm. to try and treat those instances of chronic pain. And of course, mm-hmm. that then sent a lot of people down a very dangerous path to addiction and abuse of opioids and other pain medications. Like it, 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 To me, it's like none of these things are occurring in a vacuum. And it's very fascinating to see how. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a. A, a whole ecosystem of, you know, debauched medical practice. But mm-hmm. uh, that's it. I think like, obviously, the clear cut solution. I'm no scientist. But like, if you're having chronic pain, just like don't smoke weed anymore. Oh, so true. But, you know, yes. that's, that's just my, take. That's just my <laughs> yeah. two cents. Honestly, if you're having chronic pain, just rub some dirt on it. Take a salt. Yeah. Honestly, if, if you're having chronic pain, why don't you switch over to some cush pain or maybe yeah. like try a sativa? Pain. <laughs> I was gonna say I need yeah. a head high pain <laughs> I, got that, I got that indica pain yeah, you know? bro i pinched the nerve in my back and i've been so creative ever since <laughs> uh here's the interesting point in this breakdown of data that i found uh four percent of people who made written applications for made were rejected only four percent. The majority of those were denied because the patient was deemed, as we were talking about, uh, deemed not mentally capable of making the decision. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was uh, wondering. The the interesting part here, though, is that again, compared to European countries that are sort of like the baseline for these policies, uh, they tend to reject twelve to sixteen percent of applicants. Uh, at mm-hmm. least in, for example, the Netherlands, compared mm-hmm. to our four. Um, is, they, is that rejections in total or is that specifically because the person is unable to make the decision? Just rejections in total of someone who okay. wants, made, okay. and is denied. Uh, okay. They're, the spokesperson that they spoke to uh, for this article, uh, a Dr. Marimorio, uh, when asked about this discrepancy, uh, said, uh, and I thought this was interesting, uh, quote, it's more like the right cases are being put forward. So it, it's just that uh, Canadians uh, really understand all of the, the legal implications of made and only the ones who are really allowed to uh, become made men are applying, mm-hmm. uh, which, that's, okay. That's an interesting sure. take. Yeah, th- yeah definitely. Yeah. That's a very strange way to frame that. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I would have said is it would make sense if most of the applications are getting put through because there's such a large amount of them because of how many people have been waiting for something like mm-hmm. made to come around in yep. in Canada, right? So like the amount of applications um, from people who have been advised to do this and like wait for this for the last like however many years, probably years. 10 at least, but yeah. like- you know what I mean? Like literally waiting around for this to happen uh, with doctor's notices. Like it's probably a lot of people that are very prepared in comparison to a country that has had it for uh, a bit longer than us. Mm-hmm. But that is not what that doctor said or whoever the spokesperson was. <laughs> and he just said that, I guess we're just smarter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting <laughs> to note that like, for if people are curious, like this is not a one time, like you sign your name on the line and they're like, okay, we're going to kill you now. It's like, yeah. this is a and then long... you have to run away from them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You get a 10 second head start. It's like manhunt. Yeah. This is a long term po- process where there's multiple layers of consent, like multiple waivers need to be signed over a period of time. You can withdraw mm-hmm. your consent at any time. They can also deem, as Dean kind of mentioned, that you aren't in a position where you can give informed consent and they can, they can revoke that. And Mm -hmm. like, it's, this is a very, like, there's a lot of red tape you have to go through to get to this process. So I just want people to be aware that like, and every time they make an amendment to add a greater, 
eligibility for people to apply to made, they add additional layers of like protection and additional caveats on top of that. So yeah, just, yeah. if you it's aren't familiar, like this is a they, big, long process that takes months, if not years, to get moving. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like they're opening up the floodgates every time that they tell people that they're eligible, right? No, exactly. It's uh, If anything, there, it means there's more hurdles for those people. They might, they can still get there, but like... Even then, uh, even the pre-screening stuff probably would shut them down pretty quick. Yeah, this isn't the suicide booth from Futurama. Like, no, just, just to let people know, this yeah, is a we're very like a decade out from process. That, probably. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That, that, that's actually what a hyperloop. Like that's the next project for the Boeing <laughs> company. I'm, I want made kiosks at uh, malls, like to at, like ship malls, like right beside like a t-shirt printing store. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna turn you- all the cell phone kiosks into that. <laughs> Do you guys remember like that uh, my mall had this? It was like it was called like the Hurricane Simulator. Did, did you have is that this? with it, is it was that like with a, the money or no? It was like a phone booth that you stepped into, but it had like a big industrial fan and you'd pay four bucks and then get blown by this fan. It was like yeah. a, an arcade oh. game. Yeah, uh, they call me I, the Hurricane Simulator because I leave your bitch wet and panting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah. Is that true? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they call me the hurricane Isn't simulator because that... I devastate coastal communities. Yeah. Whenever yeah, I, 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 I disproportionately devastate poor and black communities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's word up. That's right. Yeah. Woo! Say, Speak say, to it. Destroyed New Orleans at one point in time. Chance, don't high five Dean for that. <laughs> uh, Dean, isn't the, aren't those things supposed to have money in them? Did they just oh, like rip you off by not putting money in it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you had to provide your own money. Uh, Dean's hometown couldn't afford it. They used to put coins in there. And then a kid got a coin to the side of his head and died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we were talking about red tape. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, and yes, there there is a a fair amount of procedure uh, that goes into applying to and receiving made. Uh, However, uh, there are many things in our society that have more red tape. And this is where the sticking point is. This is the, the reason why I wanted to talk about this uh, is uh, within this year, uh, the multiple uh, cases, anecdotal, you could argue, but many cases that I, I found in researching this of uh, people receiving or, or applying for MAID um, that, uh, really, uh, and that really don't need it and who like specifically say they are not applying to MAID for for medical purposes per se uh probably the 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 most uh well-known example of this uh is the case of sophie uh which is not this person's real name uh but the Mm -hmm. name that they uh chose while doing interviews they didn't want their family uh involved in all of this naturally uh it was hard enough uh but this was a a 51 year old woman uh in ontario uh who had uh mcs or multiple chemical sensitivities uh so this is a chronic uh, allergy to uh, environmental conditions, namely uh, like harsh cleaning chemicals, smoke, things mm. like that. Uh, all things of which uh, became a lot more prevalent in her apartment complex after, during and after COVID. Uh, a lot more people in inside, maybe smoking inside uh, and a lot more cleaners being used throughout the, the building. Um, and it was agonizing for this woman. Uh, she applied to uh, all sorts of government programs uh, and any sort of uh, help uh, with with her landlord, uh, with lawyers uh, to either stop these chemicals from being sprayed in her apartment or to move. Uh, she was getting written letters from doctors uh, trying to find somewhere affordable she could live uh, that she wouldn't have to deal with these things uh, and found it impossible. Struggled for, for two years uh, trying to uh, find any way out of this uh, and 
couldn't, uh, with the exception of Maid. Um, it was really, really harrowing stuff. Um, her here, here's a quote here. Uh, Sophia's apartment was run by the Salvation Army of Canada. Uh, according to the letters, Sophia wrote officials at all levels of government. The apartment was renovated to allow her to live in her bedroom uh, with the vents sealed. However, the landlord refused any other accommodation to supplement the room uh, with heating or air conditioning. Uh, so, what yeah. a surprise. That's mm-hmm. great. Just cover the vents. You don't need to breathe. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, yeah, don't ask. Oh, ungrateful tenant asking me not to clean their apartment now. Okay. Who are you going to call when uh, all of your heat and water is off? You need someone to respond six days from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are you going to call when you have an extra $800 in your pocket, huh? Yeah, that's right. $800. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? <laughs> another quote. Uh, another quote from Sophia. My landlord does not believe anything is wrong with me and refuses to do anything to help me with regards to making this apartment safe for me to live. I've given up hope and I have applied for and now qualify for maid. She Uh, qualifies? Yeah, yeah, she died. She went through with it and like uh, committed Mm. assisted suicide uh, because specifically because as she states uh, multiple times because she could not find housing that was safe and affordable for her. And it's interesting you mentioned that because in November, so we're recording this in December of 2022, but in November, another story made not just national news, but I saw coverage even in like American and like British press about oh, yeah. the, the one gentleman who was living in like on the Ontario disability uh, stipend was living in a controlled rent like house and basically was told like you're being evicted. And he's like, well, I can't afford to live anywhere else. I can't work for a living. And he basically said, he's like, I'm strongly considering applying for medical assistance and dying. And it's interesting. Yes, that was that Les Landry was his mm-hmm. name. 65 mm-hmm. year old uh, who uh, does not see uh, any other solution for his housing pro- crisis. And that's the thing. Like, it's so fucking depressing that these are people that don't need to die. And I mean that in the sense that like, these are social ills that in a fucking decent society could be addressed. These people's basic needs for just living somewhere that won't kill them could be met. But Mm -hmm. as a society, we are either completely incapable or completely unwilling to do anything that would benefit someone that isn't, you know, a a, a surplus net value to the economy, let's say. Mm -hmm. Can Can I make a point? Of, of both of the stories that you have said and some of the others that I've seen that haven't gained as much traction, but those two have uh, gained lots of traction. And like Jesse said, like even on international news, um, both of them involve, uh, you know, of course, housing, but in particular, uh, like landlords trying to take advantage of people who genuinely cannot fulfill the level of greed that they, you know, have. Like someone that genuinely, like no matter how hard they tried, they couldn't, right? There was no possibility. With Sophie's case, it wasn't even necessarily money, but it was money from the landlord that the landlord saw they couldn't spend or or thought they were unable to spend, right? Which is the opposite of, or or it's different from what they're asking from the person. But at the same time, uh, even then, we, we have seen a few different stories on top of these two where people would rather be dead than give up where they're living. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are just incapable of paying for their living situation. And, and, and then on top of that, not only is it the landlords, but the Ontario government and the Canadian government is also unwilling to help out with fulfilling that. So not only are they getting asked for, um, to either to put up with the egregious pay or the egregious living situations, but also the Canadian and Ontario governments are like, Oh, well go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's wild that there's like three different bodies at play and not a single one would let up Mm -hmm. when it comes to such a necessity as like housing and shelter. Well, that's because if you if you do it for uh, one person that's poor or disabled and can't afford to pay for their housing, you have to do it for all of them. We would rather yeah. have we would rather spill your blood, be it in a humane medical way, or you just kill yourself, or you just die, than uh, yeah. offer anybody a single fucking ounce or crumb of basic human kindness and decency. One of the things that I was 
wasn't super happy about the reaction to those two stories. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today is that a lot of like the very quick reactions, like the immediate reactions from, you know, uh, like workers' rights people and the left and so on and so forth. A lot of it was this is why you know, uh, people should get paid more. Of course they should, but also immediately was like made as a program is trying to kill people, uh, before they get help, Mm. right. Before they get aid from things like the government or their employer, or even like for landlords to back off, it's like made was set up to kill these people first. And I really, I, I think that it's so misguided. It's obviously it's reactionary, right? It's being upset yeah. with the fact that people had to die or people are dying because of their living situations and made is helping it happen uh, in a safe way. But at the same time, it's like the, the option for people that are in positions where it is safer for them to die with a doctor right mm-hmm. um shouldn't be revoked because of this if anything this should just fuel the fire for us to demand more of our employers our landlords and our government exactly it, it's exactly like you were saying it's three different governmental bodies uh you know colliding with each other uh and all of the like the 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 nuances of the system that they create uh is unfortunately a lot less exciting and a lot more banal than there's a conspiracy by the true dungler to uh kill your grandma you know yeah like that's that's not quite what's happening what's what's happening what we're seeing is like like we're saying uh a government that is uh unwilling and unable to meet the needs of its citizens uh with with when it comes to like food housing all of these essentials uh and it just so happens uh that we do have uh a uh robust but increasingly decreasingly robust by the day uh medical system uh mm-hmm. so uh how do you solve these problems if you can't give people food you can't give people housing but you can give them medical care including made well that's how people people find the solution that the system gives them you know exactly what it makes me think of is um you know in the winter time you know this is anecdotal but uh, in working downtown at different points in my life i've literally heard this conversation happen um but we all know of the the classic like it's getting cold outside so you're gonna see some more smashed windows because that's a really easy way to get some jail time if you're homeless so you have some warmth and some food and a place to stay right Mm -hmm. like and 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 that's kind of the same thing in a sense where it's like it's the only option for someone so it isn't necessary like it's we can't say that this was done in order to you know throw uh death at our problems right because it 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 wasn't necessarily the problem is is that people would choose death over um being like let go by every institution that could possibly supposedly is supposed to help them right like people would choose death over that uh the same thing with the homeless person they would choose to go to jail before having to stay on the street um especially in the winter time it's 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 almost like a survival thing like like in a weird backwards way it's like if i can't survive if it would be painful for me to live in 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 multiple regards then um you know how could i survive other than by leaving and in a safe way like that's the only way i can preserve myself and my willpower um it's 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 really sad right and i think instead of being like oh made is bad for this we have to point at no the the government the the landlords the provincial government this whole thing that is supposed to be helping these exact people isn't fulfilling it to the point where they would rather be dead mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's blaming made for the systemic issues that are driving people to want to die rather than keep on living yeah and yeah, i and i think for the horse mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's it's 
obviously, again, I don't blame anyone for feeling that way and feeling eerie about made because of this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to see that the tool in this situation is not the issue because this tool is so beneficial to so many people. Yep. The issue is that anyone would be driven to the point where they would want to use this tool, uh, like, you know, just to get past feeling like they're given up on. Yeah. So what you're saying is that the sick need to be more gatekeepy of their community. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm reading here. That's, that's a, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that, that was me paying people. as close attention as I could. And that, that's the read that I got. Yeah, <laughs> so, if you go, if you go on the WebMD well. forums, the people are like, you're not really fucking sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's a fucking fake. Mods, mods. This guy doesn't mods, have oh, 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 uh, you, you have a chronic disease? Name five symptoms. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think so. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, so what if you have t stage four rectal cancer? Whatever, show me your bloody d BMs, all right? Yeah, yeah, prove it. yeah, yeah. Picks or didn't depression? Happen. Depression? What's your serotonin level right now? Yeah, I want you to, to stick a probe into your ear and get all that gray matter out so I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Chronic pain? What's causing it, huh? Where's yeah. it coming from? Huh? Yeah. You got an answer for that? Can you tell me? Is it radiating? Oh, I bet it's radiating. Okay. Oh, pussy. I bet you it hurts. Fucking yeah. loser. Scale of one to ten. Okay, motherfucker. The only people that are left are like <laughs> people with like Parkinson's. And yeah. Like nobody leaves. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> like you, you can tell which messages are theirs. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's profile picture is Michael J. Fox. Yeah, every, every post on the Parkinson's WebMD forum looks like they were on Ambien. <laughs> I didn't mean to type that. It was Ambi it was it was a Parkinson's moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having an authentic Parkinson's moment. Brought to you by Mug. Man, you could say some crazy shit on Twitter if you if you just say you got Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah I know. They, so they, I didn't mean to type slurs. I didn't mean to type the ER. I was just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> my, my hand slipped oh my God. And, I, and, and and you know what like that's the thing and we as a society once again it's the classic maxim where like you can judge a side society based on how it treats its most vulnerable or the people that are in the greatest need of help and it's like for us to just be like yeah no it's fine like i'm sorry your house fell apart uh have you yeah have you considered killing yourself yeah, <laughs> like, considered have you considered just like not living anymore yeah it's like, no, the, the fact that somebody would be driven to a point where they would rather end their own lives than face the fucking, like, speculative, disgusting, like, extortionary housing market is so fucking mm -hmm. telling. And the, the other thing I want to say is that even if we were in a society or in a place where those people could have all of their needs met, there will still be people who use something like made that, you know, it'll come across as like, are, you know, have we fulfilled their needs? Like, is, is everything met? There's always going to be people like that, right? Where, where people are kind of like, did they really need to use it? Like, what if they could have just like stuck around? Would it be okay? Um, but at the same time, every time that happens, we should address those issues, even if we think we're fulfilling everything. Um, the goal isn't for people to not use the program. The goal is to like, we have to hear these people out that feel like they're driven to this point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is there something that would make you want to stick around? And if so, what is that? What could be done? And if so, if it's genuinely something that cannot be done, like, I think that's my issue is that, and a lot of people's issues is that the, the rent stuff and the living stuff is not that they're couldn't have been something done right it's not like a terminal illness mm -hmm. where it's like oh we genuinely cannot help this is like no we could we could help like very very easily in these yeah. situations so many so, things could be done exactly so i think that's one of those things that we have to keep in mind when we see this is like we need to demand more because these are things that we can fulfill of people Right. And on that note, Chance, I have a program I just, I very quickly would just like to run by you. So, MAID, Medical Assistance in Dying. How about this? How about LAID, Landlord Assistance in Dying? You know, I like that it one. It was pioneered by a young man in China about 100 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> definitely something we should look into. Uh, now, now obsession, he had an obsession of the swallows. <laughs> a peculiar <laughs> obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, he was neuroatypical. This man loves swallows. <laughs> we need to start amplifying neuroatypical voices, especially when it comes to landlord assistance and time. <laughs> <laughs>
Now that we we've uh, you received both of those very measured responses uh, from my co-hosts, uh, allow me to uh, oh, spread no. more fear monger. <laughs> Um, oh, no. So this is an op-ed from the Toronto Star uh, that I think is is uh, unlike many of the op-eds we read, actually kind of good. Um, oh, okay. So uh, this is just from October, uh, where uh, they detailed the Quebec College of Physicians, off to a great start, uh, made a case before a parliamentary committee about, uh, once again, amending the made law. Uh, so this proposal involved only newborns with severe malformations uh, whose chances of life were basically nil. But rather than, uh, you know, allowing these infants to expire, uh, they would uh, be assisted suicide. I guess you can't really suicide an infant, uh, but... Yeah, like that, that is what was proposed uh, mm. by this panel of doctors. Uh, they also mm-hmm. suggested blurring uh, things further, uh, extending made to, quote, mature minors, teenagers aged 14 to 17, uh, and want us to think about allowing euthanasia for old people who are, quote, tired of living. Um, I, <laughs> I think like, that's this fair. seems yeah, that one's fucking fine. crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, all, like, I like the last one. All of these to me, like it's it's it seems so, and like obviously this is in the star. Like I clicked, like all of this checks out. I I, I checked these primary sources, which makes me think that this Quebec College of Physicians, like, is maybe like some sort of like crypto right wing, like maybe like sort of Catholic sanctity of life organization that uh, is trying to kill Maid by making Maid seem really uh, insane and reactionary. Does that make any sense? <laughs> like, think, they, like, all, like, I think some of them make sense. Like, like the would the old rather, people one for yeah. sure. I would, would rather, rather die on my own terms. Yeah, live in long term care, the fucking hellish cesspool that it is in this fucking province. Yeah, I, like, looking it, like looking like Tony Soprano's ma. Yeah, like straight up, if I was in long term care, I would kill myself regardless if I had physician assistance. Brother, yeah. we're all going to be in long long term care. We're all going to be sharing the same hospital bed together, recording yeah. this show, S- sipping from the same <laughs> bedpan with big long curly straws. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be sick. Howdy, neighbor. You got a full one? <laughs> Just like walking up and down. I want you to leave them in there for me to inspect. <laughs> um, I don't think that part is insane. Uh, uh, I, I correct think me if I'm uh, wrong. supporting the mature, mature minors, minors is fucking crazy. First mature off, mature minors is the tough. term mature minors should not exist. That's yeah. a very libertarian. I don't like, like, I don't like definitely anything a libertarian about it. Think yeah. Back. <laughs> Yeah. They have to look developed. Yeah. Damn. I didn't this minor, I thought you were fully adult. Damn. Damn, girl. I thought for sure mature. you could consent to killing yourself. Yeah. Um ah! that one that one is tough. But the the, the like infant one? I think is not a bad idea, but that that rivals True. up a Again, lot of anti like, abortion people. Yeah, th- that and that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like a small thing that like would you would do specifically to agitate the right. Right, you know? you're saying the the optics of even putting out yeah. that statement. They're trying to yeah. live like, of TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and again, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't have any evidence for that. Uh, that is just me, like straight up speculating based on like how out of the blue and like I don't like it doesn't seem like people are clamoring for this. It, again, it'd be one thing if it was like a citizens uh, sort of group, but it's just like these right. doctors coming forward. I don't know. Uh, Being like this isn't this isn't Dr. open S- enough. Doctor Stella Emanuel, she's actually the leader of this mature minds movement. <laughs> Real ones will remember. (laughs) I've got, uh, 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 can we, okay. Can we get down to brass tacks here? Let's talk about the fucking money. Let's talk about the fucking money, baby. Let's talk Uh, about the money, baby. According to a a study I found, uh, the uh, Canadian Medical Association uh, Mm -hmm. journal put out this article estimating that Canada could reduce its annual healthcare costs uh, Mm. by Uh 35 (laughs) or $137 million uh, Uh 
through MAID uh, and, uh, you know, making MAID uh, widely available. Um, yes. Uh, I, I should let you know, this article did come out in 2017. So what what the definition of widely available then compared to now, uh, who knows? Maybe we're on the track that they were thinking of. Uh, but yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, and uh, as, uh, you know, our health system uh, continues to fail us, uh, again, purposely driven by governments to, uh, you know, make privatization seem seem like a solution uh that Mm -hmm. that seems like that's not even a conspiracy theory that is just what is happening Mm -hmm. uh yeah and uh uh you know ring the bell ding 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 uh i'm gonna mention david foster wallace here uh but he talks a lot in the pale king about uh how the irs uh in the 70s uh started to think of itself as a corporation and like use like sort of corporate ideologies and uh, like profit motives uh, for a tax mm-hmm. collection service. Um, and uh, like that same uh, system uh, of, again, like this uh, not necessarily privatization of uh, our healthcare system, but a sort of uh, a colonization, a privatization of the mind, if you will, mm-hmm. the, the adoption of uh, capitalist cost-saving, profit-raising ideologies infiltrated a lot of government organizations. Uh, And I think it's safe to say, especially based on articles like these that are looking at uh, how we could save a lot of money in healthcare, uh, like that, that's always uh, a factor uh, that is weighed, uh, you know, even more than the effectiveness of MAID, uh, wh- whether mm-hmm. it, you know, makes people's quality of life increase, uh, reduces suffering, X, Y, Z. Uh, there's always the bottom line. Uh, yeah. And like that uh, is like continually a larger and larger factor in decision making for policies like these. Yeah, because the, the transition, I won't even say it's a transition since its inception, it has been um, all sectors of of governance has been for profit. Like it's not non-profit, right? So they have to make that in some way, shape or form. Most of the time they suck at it. They're not even good at their own game. But uh, ultimately, that's still what drives their decisions, right? Like you were saying. Uh, I just had one more point. I I was just thinking this now. But um, as we see, uh, you know, the the same way that, uh, you know, weed is legalized in order to open up a market, uh, sports gambling is legalized in order to open up a market and allow for the market to find profit somewhere uh, because, you know, things are slowing down uh, and that can't be allowed to happen. Um, and as we're, ta- we're talking about this idea of like capitalist and consumer ideology uh, infiltrating every aspect of our lives, uh, do you think it's safe to say that like, you know, doctors to a certain extent, uh, m- maybe uh, for convenience, maybe to clear their own conscies, consciences, conscies? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I got you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so are sort of might be tempted to adopt a customer is always right policy, uh, or at least internally in their own brains of, well, you know, I can't understand someone else's pain, uh, be it physical or mental. Um, and if they feel like they need made, then who am I to say anything? You know, and like, just think- the like, okay, well, yeah, well, like, you know, if it's going to, you know, not to be callous, but if it's going to get you out of my office... I think there's two things that you're saying, though. Um, I don't think they necessarily have to be clumped together. I think they can be separated. Uh, The first one is, you know, saying things like, I I don't necessarily understand, but what you're telling me is you need this to help. So I'm going to give it to you. I think that's one thing. And I don't think that has to be necessarily tied to profit motive, the idea of uh, like corporatism or or even like for-profit medicine. Well, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, like it's individualism, you know? Uh, it's right. Yes. Exactly. It's like, okay, well, you're your own thing. Uh, and whatever, whatever you want to do, it's what you got to do. You know, uh, I, uh, again, obviously there are, there's a lot of people, uh, who have difficulties with doctors saying like, ah, no, you're full, you're full of shit or whatever. Uh, yeah, I would say more often than not. 
Yeah, definitely. But uh, when again, when it comes to made, uh, I, I think there there's a degree of, of caution uh, that uh, is called for. Uh, and yes, as, as we're talking about uh, this, it is a month long process. But uh, we're, we're again, 2016 is not that far away. What's things? What are things going to look like in 2026? It's important to be thinking about this now. I think. Yeah, I think. Um... I think if somebody is getting if if somebody is thinking about using made, I think that's already a step further than most people can understand. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the criticism lies, because people are like, well, what if they just need a second chance? And it's like, no, they're already thinking about medically assisted dying. Right. Um it's almost like uh, when somebody who hasn't had a history of like depression or suicide uh, has a friend who has suicidal ideations, right? Mm. And you're kind of just like trying to help, but you don't necessarily understand. So you're telling them what you would want to hear if you think you were in that situation. But that's not necessarily the case. So I think on one hand, we do have to give the individuals who are going through MAID more credit than just being necessarily statistics that are kind of out of whack with Europe. Um, in that, like, statistics, of course, don't care about the individuals, but at the same time, we do have to give people, if they're already thinking about medically assisted dying, then maybe there is some credibility to what they're thinking about, is 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 what I'm trying to say. I, I don't think it's more so, like, I don't think, uh, I don't think people are using it just to, you know, use it. <laughs> necessarily and i'm not saying you think that either um but i am saying that something is obviously wrong if somebody is already thinking about that and so maybe that's where doctors are feeling confident in somebody's decision necessarily in canada especially because we've had less time dealing with patients who want to go through something like this does that make sense Am I dumb? No, no, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, just like uh, I want to uh, put down this topic. Uh, whoa, that maybe that was the wrong <laughs> term to use. <laughs> no, but, Dean, uh, put down's a good segue because uh-huh. it's finally happened. Mr. Well, Elon uh-huh. Musk. Ellen? Has put down every single Twitter pedophile. That's right. Whoa. <laughs> After yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of research on this, actually. Yeah. After 15 <laughs> years of yeah. Twitter existing, do- Dr. Ellen Musk finally got rid of all child pornography on the Twitter app. Thank you, can I, sir. Can I say something, Jesse? Yes. Do you, do you guys remember when Pornhub removed all non-verified... Oh. Yeah, it was okay. honestly the worst day <laughs> of my qu- life. <laughs> to quote Nasgard, it was my Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. But, but at, the, at the same time, it made me feel so much better going on there. Because I'm like, yeah, these are all literally like people posting their own shit now instead of the possibility of it being some freaky stuff. Yeah. At the same time, there was a lot less pirated stuff. That was like, the thing, though. The pirated stuff is the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, true, true. Yeah, there's something the rare, about the rare cuts a, a where the male performer farts. List. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my favorite thing since Elon Musk has bought Twitter, because, you know, like he, there's this, it's weird to say cult of personality because he doesn't have any like discernible personality trait. Like he's not a charming <laughs> individual. Morrissey not would not describe him as a charming man, even though they have the same politics. But the only thing that the right have been able to hang their hat on, because they, they've tried like a bunch of different kind of copes where it's like, oh, he's this brilliant businessman. You know, it doesn't matter if advertisers are fleeing Twitter and yeah. it's like tanking the website. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter that the verification thing led to a guy tweeting, uh, I'm pretending to be President Joe Biden. You know, I'm, I'm rubbing my dick. I have lotion on my dick. Like, it, it doesn't matter that all that happened. Wait, that what really real? matters. Yeah, I wish. What really matters is that according to people like Eliza Blue and many other people you've never heard of, Elon Musk. A lot Musk of numbers has, at the end of their name. Yeah. Has single handedly, I have a few tweets that I will pull up and read that really made me laugh, has almost single handedly decimated all child pornography on Twitter. Very wow. famously, our, our rem- beloved guy, yeah. Jordan Peterson. Let me pull this up. In response. To uh, Robert Reich, who is, I believe, like a politics professor in the United States. Uh, Robert Reich said, you know, Elon Musk and his enablers have turned this website into a torrent of ad hominem attacks, lies, floated as jokes, and blatant misinformation. Which Jordan Peterson, yeah, which Twitter was never eleven <laughs> on December eleventh, twenty twenty two, at five thirty six p.m. So right at dinner time, said, and it's getting impossible to find child porn. Smiley face. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, is that what you were, is that what your feed was? Which, of course, his his Neanderthal daughter then responded with the crying laughing emoji, which was also kind of a beautiful relationship they share. But it's this, this common right-wing talking point that prior to Elon Musk taking over, Twitter was beset yeah. by child pornography, which, look, I don't know. I don't know how these people know this. I can certainly yeah. make my assumptions. But, like, if, I, if I've been on the true, internet a long time, and, and Twitter was not the place no. people would talk about. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like You're not going to post child pornography on the most used website in the world. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, which man, Twitter make is sure not you hit up Twitter. No, but, but, no, no, no. Uh, even like, so, yeah. Yeah, like, forum. yeah, sorry, I, one of the most maybe at least ones. the yeah. most used in the world by all of the media personalities that will make sure yeah. everyone knows what is happening. Yeah, when and that's Cruz... not to say that people didn't post child. No, porn. I'm of course sh- they I have no like doubt any website, did. but I'm sure it was yeah. all the groipers and not the sick leftists. But yeah, yeah, it was... and I'm sure it was taken down near immediately. Yeah. So two yeah. things about this. Remember when Ted Cruz liked the porn tweet and that dominated? Could you imagine if like? Yeah, it was Corey Chase. Yeah, oh, it was a good video. My, my queen. But imagine if like taste. a public figure like like accidentally liked one of these weird child porn <laughs> tweets. Like we would literally. <laughs> <laughs> never hear the end of it no because no, we would bring it up on every episode of this show <laughs> yeah aside from Trudeau, the fact what that, are you doing <laughs> yeah at least i'm just glad the person had their normal skin tone in the picture uh aside <laughs> from the fact that elon musk upon like just doing mass gutting of twitter fired a lot of the people that are supposedly on this child exploitation safety team yeah 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 it's some of my favorite tweets which i, I have right now is and this one really made me laugh uh, from just some random guy. It has like six faves on it, but you know I found it and I, I laughed my ass off. Elon Musk cracked down on CP and Mark Ruffalo decided to leave Twitter. Thinking face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> True. Honestly, yeah. that's, that's I, big brain. Oh my God. Uh, it is kind of sussy from the, from Mr. Ruffalo. So this Eliza Blue lady, I don't know. She's some Fox News right wing. She's a survivor of human trafficking, which is probably true. But she's also an insane reactionary. So she's been like beating the drum about this. So I was like trying to look up like, are there actual citations or like, I felt like Megan. Yeah. Got me feeling like Megan, where I was trying to verify actually if this looking is actually something happening. Yeah. Yeah. And the only, I'm just going to tell you right now, the only tangible thing I could find, I'm going to read to you uh, what I found. Breaking news. All search results for hashtag lowly and hashtag lolicon have been banned on Twitter. So much for freedom under at Elon Musk from the Lolicon Defense Task Force. <laughs> <laughs> is that what which that i what which i assume is like the sister organization of the idf yeah um, so, that uh, means, I, so, I, so they put I, they, that's they literally put the only tangible on change words. yeah well yes, like yeah. I, and that sometimes the idf they need to send the lolly patrol in because like it takes a child to kill a child <laughs> it does that's so but true this, this is the only and to be fair like the the keyword blocking thing existed before musk took over as well yeah, so this isn't like it's that's a what new I was gonna thing say. But if you looked up like hashtag like a drug, it would always like link you to like mm-hmm. some like, I don't know, DEA website. No. And the other it's like, so I remember seeing it. I can't find the original tweet, but it was that Eliza lady again who's like, there were very certain hashtags on Twitter that people would use to share child pornography with. I'm like, OK, first off, the classic, you know, how do you know this? Like, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. second, if this is so widespread, like what? Like what you would you should then be like, look, I'm reporting this. I'm reporting this. It's so insane to say that Twitter, because it was owned by, of course, famous socialist Jack Dorsey, was like slow dragging, removing child pornography away from a website that, as we have seen, literally lives and dies based on advertiser support. Yeah. 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 I I think what they're talking about is. Uh, they got rid of all of the blue wave emoji uh, accounts because uh, I think that the, like if you had like a blue wave or a globe emoji uh, in your handle, that meant okay. that you had a pedophile, yeah. right? They're all gone yeah. now. They left Twitter. So I think there this actually kind of kinda checks out. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be awesome if that's what she meant. I would actually respect that so much more. Yeah, I think, I think that's what she's getting here. at. I should, I again, I know I say this like every episode, we should be right wing. We would be so good at it. Should It'd be, be. so much easier. we could easier. pull it off? Yeah. yeah. 
You can just say things. Like you, we you just, just say, say things, anything. But like we'd easily be the hottest people there. It'd be sick. We say things and then people correct us. They know, say things and people give them money. I know. Yeah, we say shit and then our fucking audience, uh, who yeah. like are not stupid hogs. Uh, well, you are in my hearts, of course, but you didn't hear me compliment you there. Uh, like yeah, they'll like you know react and engage and like yeah, correct us when we're wrong. I don't hear any yeah. of that shit. I just want, no, I want the masses wall to wall to cheer. applause. Yeah. Yeah, I want the masses to cheer and to throw money at me. Yeah. More importantly, yeah, the money especially. The uh, money. We're only making like 100K a year on this show. It's not enough to pay my bills. No, so, that's true. And there's four of us. Mm-hmm. You know the good shit. Uh, this one is from Parlor, which is uh, a guy just posting a screenshot from Parlor, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> what he says is, at Elon Musk, do you want to eradicate CP on this platform? And then he links to a Parlor post, which is, brother at Steel Rain 33 send comms. SS message. Dear Elon, with Starlink deployed, pedophile hunters across planet Earth could expose evil in real time. Something you should know. Why? Because there's a new ISP? Yeah. What's the difference between them and like Bell or like any... Do they know how the internet works? Uh, yes. That once you have Starlink, oh, which okay. is presumably internet through space, uh, mm-hmm. you can use that to actually deploy the Hammer of Dawn on specific pedophiles who are looking up yeah, little lacy surprise pageant dot com. Making Akira, making uh, pedophiles look like the ending of Akira. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I. Is John Bonet Ramsey's father still alive? I'm going to look this up because I feel like, yeah. Is he like, a pedophile? Well, he killed his killed and raped his daughter who was Allegedly. So, yeah. That's pedo shit. Yeah. Like, no, I, we don't deal on, with allegedly's on the show. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm well, looking yeah, no, right that right That fits under the definition. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's, it's just like, I, I was, it was just, I was imagining earlier, like him. Is he still alive? Oh, he is. And he's a Republican computer firm executive. So. Uh, I, I just like to think as soon as he saw this news where it's like we are cracking down on pedophiles all around the world. He just mysteriously died in a crawl space and nobody could figure out how he died. <laughs> and then <laughs> he, they find it. And then they find a Starlink bill on his door. Yeah. Like a weird ransom <laughs> note with the Starlink symbol <laughs> yeah. on it. No, like Elon Musk should be. Yeah. Like I, congrats to him. You know, we don't always get along. Yes. He did get booed off stage. First off, Elon Musk at a Dave Chappelle show is one of the most cursed combinations of people that has ever yeah, existed. Yeah, we live in the Mad Libs mm-hmm. universe. Yeah, and if you're not familiar, literally, the like by the time this is posted, this story will be a few days old. But in like mid-December, Elon Musk got booed off stage at a San Francisco Chappelle booed show. Booed for 10 minutes straight. Yeah, to which he responded by trying to quote the iconic... I'm rich, biatch, but instead, because he's a moron, said, I'm Riach, bitch, which <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Such a left good people fumble. completely puzzled. Yeah. And what really made me laugh is because I saw that video, I went to bed, and then the next morning at like 4.30 California time, he's like, the, mo- the woke mind virus must be defeated. So he was just like stewing for hours over the fact that everybody booed yeah. his fucking dumb ass, his gross little fucking titties. And, and this uh, is the Chappelle crowd. Yeah, literally. Yeah, these are the people. <laughs> what do you mean woke to... mind yeah. virus? Those yeah. are the people. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate all the woke people that went to the Chappelle show to cheer all. The... Oh, yeah, yeah who paid hundreds of dollars to listen to a guy. Yeah, complain about blue hair. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Although Elon Musk, that should have been the best reception. You know, and. and Folks, just before we're going to wrap up in a second here with a little little note on what you can expect for the rest of the month. But Dean, I know Elon Musk, your great rival, but even you yeah. must must stand and applaud his dismantling of apparently a very robust child pornography network on Twitter viewed by Dr. Jordan Peterson and his carnivore daughter. Yeah, you know, like uh, you credit where credit is due. Uh, I uh, yeah, I hope he keeps. I hope he buys every website and mm-hmm. removes all the child porn from every website. Yeah, I, I feel like Make if it he even harder do for that, Peterson to find his porn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> If he doesn't absolutely bankrupt himself buying, you know, fucking MySpace uh, and cleaning it up, uh, then what, what was the point of any of this? As he says, that'd be insane. Destroy the wake woke Tumblr. mind virus on uh, Friendster is was what I'd like him to do. <laughs> yeah, we, we we finally have supported him. He's finally taken an anti pedophile stance, which is brave given his entire history of his family. Yes, so, and all mm-hmm. of his friends mm-hmm. and everyone that he knows, yeah. and Dr. everything Ellen, that he's done in his life allegedly. Yeah, well. 
Dr. Ellen Musk, uh, thank you for all your hard work. I know Mark Gerritsen tweeted saying that, you know, you were a bad person because the whole prosecute Dr. Fauci thing. But enemy um, of my enemy. We hate that. That's the thing. That's the thing. Chance, before I uh, give him a little, little, little taste of what's to come, do you have any final thoughts on anything today? Um, uh, my final thought is, uh, I, I want to have Peterson on to tell me where he gets his child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. my latest source hat. just dried up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, chances are white. Uh, yeah. he, he gets it all from like the U of T campus. Like he knows some real fucking sickos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, my thing is, uh, you know, how how could there ever be child porn on Twitter if they are just mature uh yeah, mature minors. Oh yeah, mature minors, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mature amateurs. Nothing's a mi- nothing's <laughs> Okay, so, anyways. Uh, out here's, here. the, here's the plan. Let me tell you something right now, folks. The last couple of weeks, we're into the we're into the real teeth of December here. So if you're listening to this show at any point in December, here's what you can look forward to. If you're listening to this show like nine months from now, uh, still go and listen to what we're about to about to hype up. So as we approach December, we have two staples of the show. Uh, last Halloween, many of you will recall, we did a little scripted Halloween radio play. Well, we couldn't do that this year because we forgot. So we did a scripted <laughs> Christmas play. Ooh, ooh. Title to be announced. Or Hanukkah or an Islam one. Well, no. Th- it's actually, you know what? It's a Kwanzaa this is thing. Actually, fairly uh, secular. <laughs> I don't even oh, think the word okay. Christmas is in this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <God damn> it. <laughs> oh, that is real it's, Christmas it's pretty secular. special. Yeah. Uh, the, the woke moralists have refused to allow me to put the word Christmas in it. So you can expect <laughs> that closer to the day of the big man, the big JC's birth. And then, of course, ending out the year, we will have our uh, now traditional yearly recap, funniest news story, and predictions for the upcoming year wrap-up show, where we just Fun. talk about all the shit that went down. You know, I'll tell you what our funniest story is, like the thing that really made us want to apply for MAID, all that good stuff. So over the next few weeks, you can look forward to that. And uh, once January hits, we'll try again. So, you know, (laughs) we'll have new things to talk about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Say goodbye to everybody. Say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Bye. Say goodbye.